Hi, and welcome to River Community Fellowship. Thank you for tuning in to our Word Wednesday podcast. During this lesson, Pastor Phil will be talking about walking in the light as he takes us through the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 13 through 17. Good evening, family and friends. Welcome to another evening session of Word Wednesday. I'm really looking forward to continuing in chapter 5 of the book of Ephesians. This has really been a good chapter as well as the others, but tonight we're going to be continuing on uh, from verse 13, and I believe we're going to try to get tonight through verse 16. But I want to read verse 8 first, but before we get into the Word, let's just open with a word of prayer. Would you join with me, please? Heavenly Father, we just thank you tonight for, again, your Word that is alive and full of truth. And tonight I pray, Father, that your word would bring forth life, that the Holy Spirit would bring enlightenment. We thank you, Jesus, that you have brought the living word to us. And tonight we give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at Ephesians verse 8 of chapter 5. The word of God reads, For you were once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. I like what the Amplified Version uh, gives on their notation besides that passage of the Scripture where it says, walk as children of the light. It says, live as those who are native-born to the light. I just want to touch a little bit on this before moving into verse 13. Live as those who are native-born to the light. I was giving some thought to this. You know, in culture, when somebody is native-born in their country, their dialect, their culture, the foods that they eat, so on and so forth, is very distinct from other cultures. And you can really tell where a certain individual has grown up or where they've lived or what country they've come from. And it's, it's amazing because God created all things beautiful. And, you know, when you meet different people from different parts of the world and they have a certain dialect and because they're native born to their country, I started thinking about this, you know, the way it was written in the Amplified. Live as those who are native born to the light. You know, the world as we know it today is not a very bright place. It's not getting any brighter. A matter of fact, it seems to be getting darker as the day of Christ seems to be approaching closer and closer each day that we live. You know, that being said, is being a Christian, being a believer, a follower of Christ, a spirit-filled believer, Living native born to the light would really be one who represents the kingdom. One that those that are living outside of the kingdom would clearly recognize that there is something different about those that are walking in the light of God's word. Those that are in covenant relationship. Our language should be different. Uh, Our character should be different. Uh, The things that we talk about are quite different. You know, and, you know, we should be able, the world should be able to distinguish who is a believer and who is not a believer. Not in a religious way, but in a way that the light of God's Word shines unto them through our everyday life. Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and move over into verse 13. I just wanted to share that with you because it really stuck out to me about live as those that are native born to the light. Verse 13 says, but all things become visible when they are exposed by the light of God's precepts. For it is light that makes everything visible. Verse 14 says, For this reason, he says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine 
as dawn upon you and give you light. Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, with purpose and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people. Verse 16 says, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of every opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence, because the days are filled with evil. And in verse 17 says, therefore, well, we're not going to go into verse 17 tonight. We're going to end at 16. So making the very most, very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity, using it with wisdom and diligence, because the days are filled with evil. You know, Jesus had much to say in the Word of God about light and darkness. You know, in the book of Matthew 5.16 out of the Amplified Version, Jesus says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. I just want to say this. You know, as believers, we tend to think that nobody's really paying attention. But I can assure you, there are more people looking at our life than we think. They're measuring up the Word of God to what we profess to be and how we live out our Christian life every day. And I believe that our lives do uh, share a living testimony to those that are not in right relationship with the Lord, that haven't come into covenant relationship with, with the Father through Jesus Christ and the inner working of the Holy Spirit. You know, but the Bible says here, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds. You know, people are watching us. You know, our testimony is, you know, it's under the microscope, you know. Um, you know, many times in my early walks uh, in Christianity, I thought I was getting away with stuff, but, you know, other people were watching. And then, you know, I'm talking about when I was a young believer, and, and I remember, you know, some of the guy, the men made remarks to me, I thought you were a Christian. You know, and it didn't dawn on me that they were looking at my life or paying attention to my figure speech. But, you know, when that would come out, it would just literally just like, man, I just felt just so empty inside, like I was not living or doing what God wanted me to do. And I realized then, man, people are paying attention, you know, to what we say, you know, how we conduct ourselves. You know, when something comes out like that directly to you, you really have no no answer. But, you know, I'm sorry I was out of conduct or I was out of character. And that's really what I say. You know, and even as you grow and mature in God, there's going to be those times where, you know, you're going to be challenged in your faith to be those that walk in the light. Amen. So it's very important that we let our light shine before those in such a way that they can see the good deeds of the Lord and the moral excellence so they can glorify God, our Father, which is in heaven. I like what John 3, 20, 21 says, and I read this out of the New Century Version, and it may be showing in the Amplified on the screen tonight, but this is what it says in the New Century Version. It says, all, all those who do evil hate the light. And they will not come to the light, because it will show all the evil things that they do. But those who follow the true way come to the light, and it shows that the things they do are done through God. Amen? So all who are practicing evil, they despise the light. And why is that? Because the light exposes 
the hidden works of darkness. It exposes them for what they are and exposes the lies of the enemy and the deception of the enemy. But the Bible says here, but those meaning the, the believer, the spirit filled believer, those who follow the true way, which is the way of the, of the Lord Christ Jesus, come to the light. And it shows that the things they do are done through God. Why? Because our lives now become a living witness and a living testimony that God is true and his word is yes and amen. And what he says he will do, he will do. And what he what the work that he's doing in our life, he's 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 already finished the work on the cross, but he's perfecting us until that day of Christ. He's he's allowing us to walk closer to him, greater understanding, greater knowledge, and we're coming into greater relationship through our uh, covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 1 John 1, 6-8 out of the New King James, James Version says, If we say, okay, if we say that we have fellowship with Him, with who? With Christ. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. So the, the, the truth to this is, if we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, I'm, you know, and I believe it's, it's a willful disobedience against the Lord, against that fellowship, a willful disobedience to walk in darkness. We're lying and we're not, we're not practicing the truth. But I believe there are times, even as believers, that darkness tries to get the best of us, and sometimes it does. Maybe sometimes a wrong word will come up, or a wrong action, or a wrong attitude, or a wrong thought pattern. You know, and, and that's why we have to have a readiness in our spirit to revenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. You know, I've said this many times, you could be minding your own business and all of a, the, all of a sudden a thought will come in that is totally contrary to the things of God in your life. You could simply be uh, communicating with somebody on online and then all of a sudden a weird pop-up comes on that you have nothing to do with and it and it's there's a seductive way an alluring way that the enemy uses and and, and tries to pull uh us out of the place where we need to be and that's not willfully sinning it's it's fighting and resisting uh the temptation should it be to move away from darkness to move away from from that which is trying to hinder the light in your life. Amen. So the Bible says, but those who follow the, the true way come to the light and it shows that the things they do are done through God. Amen. So we make a decision. We move away from darkness. Amen. We move into the light. Amen. So many have often asked, what does walking as children of light mean? What does that really mean? And this is what I, what I, my definition of walking as children of light means to live before the eyes of God, number one, not hiding anything, okay? Living before the eyes of God, not hiding anything. You know, it's easy to hide things from others because others don't really know our hearts and they don't know our minds. They don't know our motives. They trust that whatever we say is true. That's human nature. We don't really know the, the, the deepness of the human soul 
in what a person is thinking, what they are, what their motives are, what where where they where their thought patterns are. And before the Lord, our lives before the Lord are very transparent. He knows everything about it, so there's nothing to hide. So walking in the light is really living before the eyes of God, not hiding anything, just be being absolutely transparent. Anyways, God knows everything about you and I anyways. It's just best to be honest with Him and say, God, if you're struggling, just say, God, I'm struggling in this area of my life. I want to be an overcomer. I'm desiring to move in a greater place in my life. There's been these these stumbling blocks or these vices that I gotta that I know that are not lining up with truth, and I gotta get past them. Amen. And it becomes that now that inner fight of of following truth and being led by the Holy Spirit. And Paul again is dealing with the Ephesian believers because there's so much that is drawing them away from sound doctrine, from the work of the Holy Spirit. They're dealing with idols. They're dealing with, again, we talked about last Word Wednesday, sexual sins that are being committed outside of outside of the, the body of Christ and inside the body of Christ. They're dealing with idol worship. They're dealing with so much wickedness and evil in that culture, <clears throat> that and, and they're dealing with false doctrine, sound, uh, unsound doctrine that has crept in to try to lead the people of God from walking in, in a spirit-led life. So, you know, much like it was then, it is now. There's so much going on today that is trying to pull us out from the place where we need to be. And, and we it, it's so important to guard our hearts, guard our minds, guard our thoughts, guard our words. Amen. And begin to walk and desire, be desirous of walking in the light of God's Word. Amen. So on the contrary, Hebrews 4.13 tells us, Nothing in all the world can be hidden from God. Nothing. Nothing at all. God knows everything. He knows every single thing that is going on at one time. That just blows me away. He's omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. He's all-knowing, all-powerful, and He's at every place at all times. My God, that's amazing. We serve an amazing Heavenly Father. Amen. The Creator of heaven and earth. Thank God for that we serve the living God. It's a good place to lift your hands and thank Him that He knows everything, even before the Bible says that He knows what we have need of before we even ask Him. That's powerful. Amen. So walking as children of light also means revealing God's light in our daily lives toward others. And we touched on that. So we reveal God's light towards others. Amen. There are so many people today that are looking for answers. They're not happy with the way things are going in society. Some are just, you know, in a place of, you know, a lack of understanding. There's there's fear. There's. Um, re- reservations of holding back. There's, they, you know, they don't want to move forward in certain things. They just don't know who to believe, who they believe this person, they believe that person. That's why it's so important as spirit-filled believers, because we carry the truth of God's word in us, to be prayerful when we approach people that are dealing with, you know, these types of uh, characteristics, because they don't need our opinion. They need truth. Amen. Again, they don't need our opinion of what's right or who's right or who's wrong. They need truth. So what is what do I mean by that? We use the word of God, amen, as the the foundation of truth that allows those people that are looking for answers 
and ha- help them through an enlightening their eyes through the truth that lives within us. Amen. So don't be opinionated with people. Don't get caught up in, you know, uh, empty discussions of, of worldly affairs, especially with what's going on in the world right now. Amen. We need to get in discussions with them that God is the one that came to set people free. He came to lead us and guide us in all truth. Amen. The Bible tells us, you know, that the mind of the unbeliever is is blinded by Satan himself. Second Corinthians four three through four says, "If our but even if our if our gospel is hidden behind the veil, it is hidden to those who are perishing." This is this is very important for us to get as the church today tonight. Even if our gospel is hidden, it is hidden to those who are perishing. So if we willfully choose when the Holy Spirit says, talk to this one about me, and we say, well, we don't want to, then, you know, they're perishing because the enemy's keeping them in darkness. But the Bible says if our gospel's hid, meaning God doesn't want the gospel to be hidden behind a veil. He wants it to be in the, in the wide open. He wants us to present this life to those that are looking for answers. The Bible says in verse 4, Among them, the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving to prevent them, watch this now, from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So if our gospel, if the gospel, and it's not our gospel, it's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are representing who He is, what He did, and where He called us to live. Amen? We are representatives of heavens, of, of heaven and of the kingdom of God. And if our gospel is hidden, it's hidden to those who are perishing. Why? Because the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. Unless the light, the illuminating light of the glorious gospel shines unto them. So we have a voice. We have a great work to do, church. Amen. I hear a lot about the, 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 the big harvest that's happening. It's, it's coming. The big harvest, the big breakthrough in the world where, where God's going to save multitudes upon multitudes of people from the nations. It's not just going to happen because Jesus said it was going to happen in the word. It's going to happen because the church, the body of Christ, the living organism of truth of, in the earth becomes that extension of God's kingdom and we now begin to step out into a place that many have never walked and be witnesses for Christ and sharing the testimony of his goodness. Amen. I shared that in the Sunday message that it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Amen. Not the judgment of God. Jesus has already come to judge sin. People are in utter deception. So when they hear the goodness of God, they're delivered from deception and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son, as were you and I. Amen. Praise God for that right now. Amen. We were once in darkness. Every one of us. We we had to make that ultimate decision to make Jesus not Savior, but Lord of our lives. Amen. So Ephesians, and, and you know, looking back in, in one of our old studies, I just want to share these verses, Ephesians 4, 17 through 19. It says, I tell you this in the name of the Lord, you, mu- you must not live any longer like the people of the world who do not know God. Their thoughts are foolish. Their minds are darkness. They're strangers in the life of God. It's because they've closed their minds to Him and turned their hearts away from Him. This is where many are living today in darkness. They don't care anymore about what's right or wrong. They've turned themselves over to sinful ways of the world and are always wanting to do every kind of sinful act they can think of. 
You know, we who are in covenant relationship with God through Jesus Christ have the God-given ability through the Holy Spirit to lead the lost out of darkness into God's wonderful light. That's right. We have the ability through the Holy Spirit. God has made this authority able. Uh, he has enabled us with his authority to cast down arguments of the enemy and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. The light came to reveal the truth and expose the true character of things. Amen. And that's what happens. You know, right now, you know, we are going through many different things in this beloved nation of the United States of America. And we're facing a lot of opposition. Amen. The light is constantly being attacked. It has nothing to do with religion. It has nothing to do with, with um, organized religion. It has to do with, listen to me, with darkness opposing the light. Amen. It's always been about the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Again, our fight is not with flesh and blood but against spiritual wickedness in high places. But that spiritual wickedness, they, they need vessels to work through, just like the Holy Spirit needs vessels to work through. So those that are not submitted to the light, that have not come to the knowledge of the truth, they are unyielding to the light. We, we read it that they do not care anymore about what is right or wrong. We read that in 419 of Ephesians. But they've turned themselves over to sinful ways, wanting to do every kind of sinful act they can think of. They don't want to go to the ways of light. Why? Because they're in absolute deception, believing that what they're doing is right. So as, God, as God's light reveals character to us, we, we, we as believers, we have to discipline ourselves. Amen? That's what a disciple of Christ is. Somebody that lives, lives a disciplined lifestyle, walking in the light, refusing to be in agreement with darkness. Amen. And the Lord constantly warned uh, the disciples. The, the, the disciples, the apostles were warned. They warned all through the New Testament writings, come out from among them and be separate. Amen. And touch not the unclean thing. Amen. It doesn't mean that people were unclean. It meant that the things they were partaking in were unclean. They were ungodly. They were darkness. And, and the believer, you and I, spiritual believer, shouldn't be partaking with, with the sins of darkness. It's, it's not who we are. Light came to expose the dark things of sin for what they really are. And light reveal, came to reveal the true character to us. Amen. And I pray that you're hearing this today. Amen. That, that you allow the light to bring forth that character of Christ in you every day. Strive to walk in that light. Jesus said in John 12, 46, I, watch this, I am come as a light into the world. Amen. I am come to as a light into the world. Amen. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus came as a light into the world. Why? Because the world had been living in darkness. There was no forgiveness of sins. There was no redeeming power of the blood of the Lamb. There was no pure sacrifice. There was no redemption or restoration. Men were living in absolute outer darkness. They could not find that place of right relationship. The temples of the Lord were destroyed. God's people were in captivity. Religion had 
it was a, was at an all time high. You had the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the uh, you know the Herodians. You had all these different uh, religious sects that were professing to know God, but all they were was religious sects. They weren't sects. S-E-C-T-S, amen? They, they, they didn't have the power or the authority to set the captives free because they were not spirit-filled with truth. They were leaning in the Old Covenant. They were teaching Old Covenant ways with a twist to the way that they wanted to believe it. Uh, the Judeans were teaching a way. The Herodians were teaching a different way. The, the Pharisees were, and the Sadducees were teaching different ways. And they were all in conflict one to another. It's like what we see today. World religion right now. I'm right. You're wrong. There's conflict everywhere. I'm going to tell you something right now. It's either darkness or light. Amen. Jesus didn't come to bring religion. He came as a light into the world to reveal the hidden works of darkness. Amen. We call ourselves Christians because we are striving to be Christ-like in everything that we do. Amen. In our actions, the way we live our life, the way we talk to people, the way we think about things, the way we carry on in our walk with God. Amen. That's being a Christian. Christians in Antioch, in Antioch, it was the first Christians. That's where they were known as Christians. Amen. We could say, well, I'm Pentecostal or I'm full gospel and, you know, and go on. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And we've created so many different names, you know, but the truth of the matter is, are we Christians? Amen. Are we spirit filled believers? Praise God tonight for the power of the living word that we've been called to live and walking and experience every single day of our lives. Amen. And Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 5.15, You are the light of the world. Wow. John 12.46, he says, I have come as a light into the world. And in Matthew 5.15, he says, You are the light of the world. Amen. So we become those representative uh, figures of God in the earth. We carry the light of God inside of us. Amen. You know, when Jesus Christ was here on earth, the perfection of his character and conduct exposed the sinfulness and motives of those around him. That's why nobody could stand being around the Lord, especially the religious leaders. Jesus didn't, didn't hold back. He cut to the chase. He dealt with things as they were. Amen. And many people say, well, you know, Jesus was... You know, he, he was, he's just the lamb of God. You know, he's as a, as a sheep, he's just as a lamb led to the slaughter. You know, he's not going to, you know, in, in, in my word, it says that Jesus went in and dealt with the money changers. He actually whipped them and kicked them out of the temple. He hit, he got them with a whip. I mean, he, he's the lion and he's the lamb. Amen. The Lion of Judah, he's, he's, he's all warrior, but he's all loving at the same time. Amen. I thank God for that because there's a strength and an aggressiveness and a progressiveness to the kingdom of God, but there's also that side of love. Amen. And we have to know and understand that the king of our lives is both the Lion and the Lamb. Amen. There's a time to be strong. 
and there's a time to be loving. Amen? And you will know through the, through the leading of the Holy Spirit in your lives when you need to be confrontive, when you need to be strong, when you need to be representing something, and when you need to be kind-hearted and loving and compassionate. Amen? I hope this makes sense to you tonight because this is who we are as believers. Amen? So uh, Ephesians 5.13 says, but all things become visible when they are exposed by the light of God's precepts. For it is the light that makes everything visible. So when you and I think of light, it, it's kind of like waking up to a new day, right? When we wake up in, to a new day, the new day has dawned upon us where we can't wait, amen, for what the day unfolds, amen? Uh, I wake up quite early, so the sun isn't yet shining yet, but when the sun's rising, I'm thinking about, okay, what does this day have? What's going to unfold in this day? And I begin to line up myself with God. I begin to line myself up in prayer, begin to talk to Him, begin to have conversation, begin to say prayers for my family, you know, begin to say prayers for those in the body of Christ, begin to say prayers for for our world, for for our governmental system, for the United States of America, begin to pray for pastors and leaders. You know, just, I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. I have a lot of time to talk to the Lord in, in getting from point A to point B in, on a regular work day. Amen. But it gives me the opportunity to, to line myself up. And that's my point. Not to say all the things that I do, but to line myself up. It's so important as spirit-filled believers that we line ourselves up every single day according to truth because that sets your day in motion. You know, there's been days, and I'm going to say this, where I, where I have not rightfully lined myself up, right, in the way I know that God wants me to line myself up. Amen. I could have, I could have left my home you know, praying and talking about the Lord. And as soon as I entered on the freeway, somebody did something that just absolutely you know, irritated me and, you know, it just set everything off. So I lost track right there. Right. And I didn't make the correction, just went through the day and it seems like nothing goes right. Like just, man, what is going on today? You know, and I remind myself, okay, you got to stay in alignment with truth. You can't allow yourselves to be pulled out into an environment or an attitude or an atmosphere that is not conducive to the Spirit of God because it's there where the enemy works. It's there where chaos is present. It's there where distraction is present. It's there where evil is present. And the enemy tries to keep us in that place of limbo, of not being able to know that we can reach out and grab for that truth that allows us to move in a place of freedom. Amen? And I'm sharing this with you today because, hey, it happens to, to anybody, amen, that is walking in the light. It's, you know, people say, well, you know, it never happens to ministers. It never happens to, you know, any of the fivefold ministry, really. The Bible says, says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us have to deal with our ungodly, unregenerated character on any given day. Amen. It's a good place to thank God that we have been generated by the Holy Spirit of God. We've been regenerated by truth. There's this newness of life that works in us every day to bring us into the place of walking in the light. Amen. So just think of it as waking up to a new day. Paul presented this in Ephesians 5.14 when he says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you and give you light. Now he's talking to the Ephesian believers here. For this reason, he says, Awake, you are asleeping, and arise from the dead. You know, 
Could it be that some of these Ephesian believers had fallen asleep to the faith? Could it be that they were really living as dead people instead of living people? And I'm talking about I'm spirit talking about spiritually. Amen. Could it be that they were they have fallen asleep on God? They were they were living in a dead place, void of life, void of spiritual life. And Paul was reminding them, "Awake, you who are asleep, and arise from the dead." And then he goes on to say, "And Christ will shine upon you and give you light." But the thing is, is they had to make the decision as well as we do, right? Awake. You who are asleep and arise from the dead. You know when you're in the dead when you're in a dead state spiritually, ain't nobody gonna pick you up. You gotta pick yourself up. Amen. You can't be like the man that sat by the pool of Bethesda when the Spirit of God would come down and he would cause the waters to be stirred and moved. Remember that passage in the Bible? Jesus was going to perform a miracle that had been lame. And, 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 and he says, you know, I, I, the Lord told him, hey, take up your bed and walk. And he says, you know, I, I don't have anybody to put me in the water because every time the Spirit of the Lord comes down, somebody steps in before me. He says, I don't have anybody to put me in. And the Lord says, hey, take up your own bed and walk. You know, we say, well, Jesus, you know, he wasn't that compassionate at that time. Yes, he was. He was trying to teach that man a principle of truth that the that that the Lord was letting him know you have the ability within yourself to make the sound decision that I'm tired of being in this place. Amen. That man had been born that way from his mother's womb year after year season after season people were getting healed people were getting restored the spirit of god would come down at a certain season the waters would be troubled and he sat there year after year finally he wanted to get up right and he got up all right he got up and he walked down to that pool and the bible says when he stepped in he was made whole praise god and that's the way it is for us as believers, amen? That's what Paul was telling the Ephesian believers. Awake from sleeping and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you and give you light. Amen. And it's, it's, it's in relation to the passage of Isaiah 61, the major prophet. He says, Arise and be light, no Jerusalem, for your light is come. Amen. In the King James, it says, Arise and shine, for the light is come. Get up and shine for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Church, I can't, I can't, you know, admonish you more than this season right now of being the body of Christ. It's time to, to rise up. It's time to be the voice of truth in the midst of darkness. It's time to get up and shine because the glory of the Lord is risen upon you and I. Amen. For such a time as this. Amen. There's much work to do. There's many lives to touch. There's many people that need to be uh, delivered. There's many that need to be restored. Many that need to be healed. There's families that need to be mended back together. There's so much opportunity for us as spirit-filled new testament believers to be that extension of god's love to be that light to those that are in darkness amen and again this same image that we're talking about here is found in romans 13 11 through 13 and it says this do this knowing that it is a critical time it's already the hour for you to awaken from sleep out of spiritual complacency right for our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed in Christ. What's it say? Our salvation is near. And I believe that. Our salvation 
as New Testament believers is a lot closer than it was when I was growing up. And my grandmother used to tell me, the Lord is coming back. And my mom used to tell me, the Lord is coming back. And my dad, my grandfather as well, used to say, the Lord is coming back. And I've heard this all through life, even through the disobedient years of adolescence and, you know, uh, early adulthood of not walking with God, living in absolute uh, denial, disobedience. I still knew that Jesus Christ was coming back. And the Bible says, for our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed in Christ. And I strongly believe that. Amen. I believe now we're seeing signs, we're seeing things happen in the world today that we never thought we'd see in our lifetime. But the, the, the coming of the Lord is drawing closer and closer, and we need to be living closer to Him as we see that day approaching. The Bible says here in verse 12, The night, this present evil age, is almost gone, and the day of Christ's return is almost here. So let us cast away the works of darkness, and watch this now, and put on the full armor of light. That's powerful. The night, this present evil age is almost gone and the day of Christ's return is almost here. So let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the full armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves properly and honorably as in the light of day, not in carousing, in, in, in darkness and in drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity, irresponsibility, not in quarreling and jealousy. And, it, and the list goes on and on and on. And Paul is speaking to the Romans just as he did to the Colossians, just as he did to the Ephesians, just as he did to the church in Thessalonica. As Paul went through his missionary journeys, he, he exhorted and he taught the principles of the word and he, and he charged the people. He prayed for them. He cried for them. He, he spoke life into them. Why? Because he felt, listen now, this was a murder of Christians at one time. He felt such an urgency to make sure people understood who they were in God. Amen? And that's how the Holy Spirit is working today. He's making sure that we understand that we are, without a shadow of a doubt, children of the light, called to walk in the light of God's Word. You know, there's a lot to say about the day of the Lord. And I just want to encourage you, uh, if you have your Bibles, read about the day of the Lord. I'm not going to get into that portion tonight because it's long and it's lengthy and it may go into a very long. But it talks about uh, spiritual darkness, people being held by its power. And, you know, how we are the sons of light. We don't belong to the light nor the darkness. Amen. And it talks about not letting us sleep. I want to encourage you. Get into that, that study, that passage of Scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 10, and read it. Look for some dialogue on the Internet concerning those passages of Scripture. And you'll, you'll be enlightened. Okay, that's, that's, that can kind of be, you know, some spiritual homework for you. Amen. Till our next Word Wednesday, 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 10. So we as believers and followers of Christ have been raised from the dead through faith in the Lord. Amen. You know, let me just say this. The darkness of the graveyard is past. We've been called to live alive in the light of God's word. Amen. Why? Because we've been delivered from the bondage of darkness. That's why we've been delivered and we've been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. I'm going to close with this passage of Scripture tonight in Colossians 1, 12 through 13. It says, We give thanks to the Father who's qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints of God's people in the light. Watch verse 13. For He's rescued us 
and drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us or translated us into the kingdom of his beloved son, Christ Jesus. Amen. He's rescued us, drawn us to himself from what? The dominion. It's a very powerful word when you look at it. Because dominion means that something has its foot on your neck. It's, it's the absolute authority. When somebody has dominion, when a king had dominion over a region or a territory in the days of old, that means that if you didn't do what the king said, you were done for. And that's the way it was in the days of old. You were under the dominion and the lordship of whatever was the ruling authority of that day. And I say this to believers. I say, you know, either we're going to be under the ruling authority of God or we're going to be under the ruling authority of the enemy. It's, there's no, it's, it's black or white. There's no gray areas in the kingdom. There's no middle ground. There's no, you know, that, that is a lukewarm place. And Jesus said, if you're lukewarm, we know what he says in the book of Revelations, what he would do. He would spew us out of his mouth. So it, we're not to be living in a lukewarm place, okay? Don't get caught up being lukewarm. Be on fire for God in the season of your life. Be a light to the world. Be a representative figure to those that are in darkness. Pray for your co-workers. Pray for your family that isn't walking with God. Be a living testimony to them. Continue to love others. Continue to share the love of God with others. And at the same time, continue to judge darkness for what it is. And when you pray, pray with a heart of compassion for the lost. Pray that their eyes would be open, that their ears would be open, that they'd have a spirit to receive truth as those doors of opportunity are presented to you every day of your life. Amen. Praise God for this study tonight. And, you know, there's so much more to this and we can we can go on a whole nother hour just talking about the light. But there's a lot to be said about the book of Ephesians as we move forward. So we're going to continue next next Wednesday. We're going to be talking more about these things and continuing on, therefore, in, in, in the book of Ephesians chapter 5. And I just want to say thank you for join, joining with me this evening. I just want to close with a word of prayer. Father, it's my prayer tonight that, that we, as the body of Christ, that we would be those representative figures in the earth that are willing to step out in faith and share the light of the glorious gospel with others. Lord, let faith, let boldness and courage rise within your children in this season, in this hour. And let us have the clear understanding of who we are in Christ Jesus in this season of our lives, in this season of the church. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters that they continue on the remainder of this week in the joy of the Lord, being a living witness of your goodness and your testimony. In Jesus' name, amen. From River Community Fellowship, loving God, loving people, loving life. This is Pastor Phil signing off for this session of Word Wednesday. I look forward to seeing you again. Be ready because God has some fresh word for you. Amen. God bless you, everybody.